the year was 1964. The number one song in America was I Want to Hold Your Hand by the Beatles. Lyndon Johnson was our president. And Cleopatra won for Best Picture. On September 2nd, 1964, the world received its greatest grift of all time. The birth of one Keanu Reeves. This is, whoa, a Keanu Reeves podcast brought to you by MBA. I'm your host, Jay Keelis, and I'm joined by Tad Hall and Nikki Keelis, and we're here for the next couple of weeks to talk about one of our favorite actors, one that perplexes every single movie viewer and will continue to from now to the end of time, Keanu Reeves. This week's film, we've chosen to watch Johnny Mnemonic. Gentlemen, welcome to Whoa, the Keanu Reeves podcast. Hey, excited wow. to be here. You know, uh, Nikki, can I ask you a question? Wait, hold on. I feel like Tao was about to say something. <laughs> well, I was just going to say first, that, you know, a lot of people in my life, various people, many people, have said, you know, Ted, you look a lot like that actor. And I always say, who, Keanu Reeves? And they say, no, Jonah Hill. <laughs> That's very accurate. That's very accurate. Nikki, let me ask you a question. Did you know that Keanu Reeves is not an American citizen? Yes, but I do not know where he was born. I, I will tell you. I will tell Keanu Reeves was born in Lebanon of parents of Chinese, English, Irish, Native Hawaiian, and Portuguese descent. He has lived in Hawaii. Sydney, Australia, New York, and was raised primarily in Toronto. But he is not a U.S. citizen. You know, wow, that was actually a lot of interesting facts. The, More to come. Everybody always talks about how he must hate him. He sim- he like somehow doesn't age. People always talk about that. As you list off his various ethnicities, those are all all ethnicities that historically do not like that all age very gracefully. Um, and so yeah. th- it, it makes a lot of sense that or he's a vampire, which like I subscribe more to that, but still, <laughs> I've seen those pictures of the guy that looks like him from the 1800s. Yeah. You know, he knows. Yeah. It looks exactly like him. It's real weird. It's a wild Jay, uh, one. It really um, is. Do you want to tell the people why we're doing this? Yeah, I would like to tell the people. Thank you, Ted. Um, for the listeners, you'll be finding this on the NBA feed. Um, I think the three of us were just a little tired of talking about basketball, but more importantly, we just love watching movies, both good, bad, and indifferent. Um, we decided long ago that we wanted to start a film podcast, a movie based podcast. And we've, we've been having a conversation about this podcast for about a year. Uh, yeah. And we finally decided that we had some downtime until the NBA season starts. So we are going to take a little left turn, left turn. And we're going to talk about one of our favorite actors, Keanu Reeves. Each week, we'll be reviewing one of his movies, um, and we'll be going through a number of different topics that you will learn about today. Today's film is Johnny Mnemonic. Now, here is the premise of the film. In 2021, society is driven by a virtual internet, which has created a degenerate effect called Nerve Attentuation Syndrome, or NAS. Mega corporations control much of the world, intensifying the class hostility already created by Nas. Johnny is a mnemonic carrier 
who discreetly transports sensitive data for corporations in a storage device implemented in his brain at the cost of his childhood memories. <gasps> his current job is for a group of scientists in Beijing. Johnny initially balks when he learns the data exceeds his memory capacity, even with compression, but agrees given the large fee will be enough to cover the cost of the operation to move that device. Johnny warns that he must have the data extracted within a few days or suffer psychological damage. The scientists encrypt the data with three random images from a television feed and start sending these images to the receiver in Newark, New Jersey. But they are attacked and killed by the Yakuza, led by Shinji, before the images can be fully transmitted. Johnny escapes the images, uh, pardon me, <laughs> Johnny escapes with a portion of these images as he flees Beijing. Johnny is pursued by both the Yakuza as well as security forces for Pharmacom. One of the mega, oh, this is too fucking long. Anywho. Yeah, you don't have to keep reading all that. You were pretty much reading like the entire I movie. I reading the entire premise. You were reading the movie too. That us. is Johnny Mnemonic. Gentlemen, we all saw this film. Tad, I'm going to start with you. You don't watched call this it film. a film. That seems rude. <laughs> you watched this movie that was released in 1995. Give us your immediate thoughts. What did you think it's, of the movie, Tad? It's literally every 1990s dystopian future movie uh rolled into one uh film it's uh yeah i mean <laughs> don't watch this movie <laughs> i mean that's it's, that's my best the the, the first well, thing i wrote the first thing i wrote was internet 2021 we are so far behind <laughs> it's just it's so yeah it's just great it's it's like well Tad i didn't put it any better it's a dystopian like technology film movie to your to your point jay about like the whole like our 2021's internet not being anywhere near as cool as that 20 that was like all 90s and early 2000s they're like the internet and it's pretty much like virtual reality and like these weird i mean that's why vaporwave exists if i'm being honest it's like we watch shit like this uh but i i did kind of find it weird like how close parts of the movie were to actual 2021 not the actual film itself that no. opening crawl the opening crawl thing where it was just like it the years 2021 and big corporations pretty much run everything it's like yep yeah. you're right most people spend most of their time on the internet yep still going on there then it said Infowars, and i was like whoa don't <laughs> like this one anymore uh and are we cool with going to spoilers? Because we haven't talked about the fact that Dolph Lundgren's in this movie or that a dolphin is in this movie. <laughs> We're getting to it, you piece of shit. We're getting to it. It's not really I a do, spoiler. I, like, it's it's not of, really a spoiler. Nobody's, 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 yeah. you, if you haven't watched it yet, Ice-T is in this movie. The yeah, cast watch is incredible. It's terrible. I even wrote, like, sure, the movie is stupid and inaccurate, but, like, Henry Rollins was onto something, you know, information overload. His entire monologue was about like information. I overload. Him. You know what? I can't. Yeah. I just, I mean, he was, he was incredible. I thought he was incredible in, in this movie. Um, overall. Yeah. The basic premise is uh, Keanu's character, Johnny. We don't know his last name. Uh, he is basically carrying information in his brain uh, that was downloaded via an aux cord. And it is, Spoiler alert, the cure to Nas, that disease that I mentioned previously. And Pharmacom, which is this big corporation, is just like, yo, we can't let this shit out. They don't need to have this. And uh, he just, he he gets escorted by a woman who is like a like futuristic version of a, like a steroid crack head. I'm not really sure how to describe her. Yeah. Um, yeah she's like a drug user. But, yeah. That's, it, but like well, in a good way, she, like for, for good, because she wanted work. Yeah, well, it's also 
it's it's like god it's so confusing for sure but she also i think is like a mnemonic courier and she's like getting sick from doing too many too much work or something i don't fucking know i she's, didn't get that she's part cyborg or some shit just like dolph lundgren it's it was so confusing it was uh, it was i did write holy shit dolph jesus uh yes that was incredible uh dina meyer jesus dina meyer the aforementioned woman uh really was was really clearly into this kind of genre and the reason i say that is because she was also in uh the 1996 hit film uh starship troopers which you guys uh may have or may not have seen um that was yeah which is a good sci-fi movie it is a good sci-fi movie, and one thing that I did, I want to make sure that I, I say out loud that I did note, is that in this movie, you do get some very tasteful Dina Meyer side boob. We're not talking any nipple. <laughs> it's not full frontal, but you do get it's some tasteful side boob. Now. And, uh, you know, it was, it, was, uh, it was nice. It was uh, about the only thing in the movie that made sense to me, but, you know. <laughs> Really quick, I looked at Dina Meyer's IMDb page. She's also in Star Trek Nemesis, yet again a shitty sci-fi movie. So that's interesting. Yeah, of, somebody like her sci-fi agent. Work. Her agent wasn't doing her any favors. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sci- if sci-fi is going to be all the rage, let's get you in every sci-fi movie we can. And you know, <laughs> that's why now nobody has ever heard of Dina Meyer outside of uh, the people that have watched these films. Like, let me yeah, say this: or, or I if they're like know- big fans of Saw, I didn't even know who too. she was. Uh, but I did know this. She came on screen and I sat up and pointed at my TV and said, oh, hey, it's the chick from Starship Troopers. So, <laughs> you know. Nailed it. Nice. Nailed it. She's done a great job. She's done a great job. Well, guys, as I mentioned previously, a um, couple things that we should know about Johnny Mnemonic. Um, on IMDb, it has a 5.7 out of 10. Um, this movie... This movie tanked. I mean, there's just no way of getting around it. Like, this was one of Keanu's worst movies, and this was after a decent run of of movies in the '90s. Um, he's he's definitely had he definitely had mostly good movies, uh, including some of the ones that we've talked about potentially watching here. But uh, yeah, this was by far the worst movie he had done within that stretch when he was like a megastar. Like after Bill and Ted, um, he had made uh, a couple other movies, Point Break, and some other ones that. That stood out. Uh, Virtuosity was was decent. Uh, I believe. Speed yeah, and then the, the Dracula this. movie. He the was Dracula in. movie. Speed yep, was speed. in '94. Correct. Yeah, Speed was the um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And unfortunately, he followed up Speed with Johnny Mnemonic. Can and I also, say- we haven't really oh. talked about this. Oh, I, all I was going to say is J- Johnny Mnemonic is '95, and then four years later. Like the movie that he's most known for, The Matrix comes out, and The Matrix is very similar to parts of this movie where you have to like be like you know the insertion right, the in like order insert to, get, to your head, yeah, to gain, yeah, it's to put in your head, you gain information. Uh, that's actually about it, but you know, it's a dystopian future. That's actually another thing. Yeah. But it's, I feel like, I feel like they uh, they're watching this. The what's it? The Wachowskis were watching this movie, and we're like, we'll do this better than just have him come along again. Because he can do this. I don't know how, because I don't think he did a good job acting in this movie. But Well, I do think it's worth mentioning, and Tad, maybe you can allude to, like hit on this a little bit more, but like tell tell the audience a little bit about the director of this movie. Yeah, so the director is a guy by the name of Robert Longo, who was a like 
pretty famous artist in the late seventies, early to mid eighties. And then like, uh, had like kind of a resurgence in the late eighties as well. Um, primarily did like art. He did a few music videos and he also did one episode of uh, Tales from the Crypt uh, in 1992, Ooh. so just three years prior to doing this. This is the only film the guy ever directed. And I do want to talk about that just real briefly. I see what he was going for. Like, it was supposed to be this artsy sort of vision of this dystopian future. The execution just could have been better. Um, this is one of those where like maybe you have a real film director and you bring this guy on as like a consultant or some right. other role that maybe Nikki, who has experience in the film industry, could explain to us. But like you just there were a lot of scenes where there were a lot of scenes where I sat there and I was like, was that the best take that they got? Because if that was the best take, I'm really concerned about what the other uh, looked like. Like his monologue about what he wants to go back to? The yeah. turkey club and the $100,000 Japanese hookers? All that yeah, stuff. I, I, I wrote down, that sounds like a great day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, something that I did also wanted to touch on, since you're talking director, we'll go right, you know, sort of in hand with that. The writer of this movie is William Gibson, except it is not actually William Gibson. William Gibson wrote the short story that this was based off of. Mm -hmm. They have never actually said who the actual writer of this movie was. William Gibson is given credit, but he has also been quoted as saying, I did not write that movie. <laughs> is he, is he distancing so that's a little himself? Is he distancing himself from the no, movie? No, no, because like he wrote the short story. He, he wrote the short story. And the next thing he did was get a job writing on the X-Files. So he was like, I didn't write that. I wrote the short story that's based off it, but I didn't write the movie. But there is – it's credited to him, but it is also just a knowledge that he's like, no, I didn't write it. It was just a short story. I don't know who actually wrote the script. I think it might have been Robert Longo. He might have just been trying it out. But he <laughs> yeah. was like too – he was like, oh, I did not do a good job. We'll just give William Gibson the credit. Yeah, he's got an interesting background because he basically like created the genre that is cyberpunk. Like that's kind of like his his mm -hmm. thing. Like as a as a story writer in the seventies, like as a fictional writer, he basically created that genre. Yeah, it's interesting stuff, man. Uh, interesting stuff. I do want to make just one quick comment, and like I literally just wrote in my notes here, Ice T with three exclamation marks. <laughs> Dude, I, I, all I could keep commenting on was the cast. It was just like when, when Henry Rollins pops up, I'm like, Henry Rollins, holy shit, yeah. that's awesome. And then <laughs> yeah. Dolph Lundgren comes in, I'm like, Dolph Lundgren, holy shit. And then I saw Icy, I was like, Ice T, this is the greatest cast ever assembled <laughs> in a movie ever. Oh my gosh, like power, just power after power. Although Dolph Lundgren's that Dolph Lundgren stuff, like I just you can't, I can't see him acting with not a russian accent and boxing gloves like he's just he doesn't work as anything else but Buddy, Drago. Yes. you need to see the expendables man i was about to say the exact oh, same I've thing i've seen well the let me rephrase that he's he's watching expendables expendables too. Too. i i don't think any, the first one or the third one are good but the second one's a blast <laughs> that's expendables related but yeah uh yeah Dolph lundgren i i mean He's just such a large man. It's not like I don't ever expect his whole character was weird though. He was like murder Jesus. Like I don't understand what the whole. <laughs> I just was. wanted. So I wanted he more. He was purging the world of sinners. That was his whole thing. Yeah. I, think. I don't know. He's made a lot of references. It to was that. really weird. Uh, it, I wanted really more. Was. I wanted more Dolph Lundgren. I didn't get enough. 
I, I wanted like he was like set up as this big kind of bad guy, but like there wasn't he he was like on screen for like nine minutes. Yeah. I also I wrote that I wanted more I wanted more iced tea. Like we'll get into this here in the in the like subjects that we'll go over over the like the topics. Um which great segue. Um hey. let's start with Nikki. What mm. was your whoa moment of the movie? Um, when right before his ridiculous monologue, which I mean, I feel like the monologue was also kind of a whoa moment, but I was still in somewhat of a shock from watching a car fall off, like be let go from the top of a bridge to hit onto the car that Johnny yeah. Demonic was driving to create a giant explosion. And then him to just scream, what the fuck? I was like, yeah, whoa, what's going on? Uh. <laughs> I that was I remember that I nearly wrote that one down. I nearly wrote, wrote that one down. Tad, what was your whoa moment of the movie? My uh, whoa moment of the movie was when they go try to find Jones, the Navy guy uh, who they believe can help decrypt the data that he has, uh, and it turns out Jones is a dolphin. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that was mine. That was mine. I. <laughs> What? I literally What? I literally they they mentioned it. I was really high watching this and I rewound it because I was like, wait, the guy is I I thought I misunderstood. I thought I was just so stoned. I thought that too. I thought that too. I'm watching it and I'm like, wait, hold on. No. Is Jones like is that like an acronym? Is like that the is that like the computer program? Through, no, it's the dolphin. It's the dolphin. Oh, and also the dolphin jumps into the internet. Like yep. <laughs> it's, it's, so, it's so swimming weird. through the internet. What? I just don't. He's like swimming through the internet and then like using sonar to take down Pharmacom. It is again bonkers. Again, 1995. Someone was smoking weed. Watched that movie and was just like vaporwave. That's it. There's That's no. It. I, there's way more than weed being had. Oh, uh, I mean, during God. this film, I I texted you guys this. This movie was 100% conceived in a boardroom with mountains of cocaine, and a lot of it. A lot of it. They're just somebody <laughs> and, had an idea, and, no and they just they just kept no. rolling, and they're they're like, and you know what? Oh, yeah, we'll get that artist guy to direct it. He'll direct it. It'll be artsy, but it'll be fucking futuristic, man. Think about it. We're gonna go print some fucking money. I know that Tad doesn't use TikTok that much, but there oh, is a dude on TikTok who for like an hour every day. Yeah, I love that guy. Oh, good, he's the best. He's like a Pixar movie directed by Quentin Tarantino. He's just like, all right, dig this, and he just like goes into it, and it's fucking. It's like a Mad Lib. It's just like, oh, give me the uh, give me the name of a give me the name of a town. Got oh, it. Nikki, okay. I'm about to give me an actor who's so like many of these kind of old but looks young. It's so great. He's fucking hilarious. I love him so much. Um, <laughs> okay, on to our next subject. Oh, interesting. Um, on to our next subject. Mm, Tad, we'll start with you. Was Keanu the best or the worst actor in this movie? The best. Not even close, frankly. Not like not even close. He wow. was the he was the best actor Make your in case. this movie. I mean, he Make was just case. the best actor. Like, I don't know what case needs to be made. I mean, the movie also starred Ice T, Dina Meyer, and Dolph Lundgren. I, I look, I mean, mm. uh Keanu Reeves is an A-lister, man. Keanu Reeves is an A-lister and he was an A-lister at the time that this movie came out. And 
Look, man, he was good. The monologue was a little weird, but you know what? The reason he was the was. best is because Keanu, he he committed to the character. There was a lot of conviction. And like, let's be honest, this was a quintessential <laughs> sure. Keanu Reeves movie. When you think about movies that Keanu Reeves is in, I, even if you've never seen this, if I tell you that this was a Keanu Reeves movie, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know how he acted. You know how it went. It was like probably like a little over the top. Um, yeah, man, far and away the best actor. It, it wasn't even close. Uh, the only person, wow. excuse me, that I would give, uh, like I would say Henry Rollins was like a, a close number two, but honestly, like he was decent, but uh, yeah, Keanu best, the best actor, man. Every, like I believed that Keanu Reeves was Johnny Mnemonic. I believed that he was carrying that data in his head and that it was going to rupture his brain and that he was going to save the world. I believed it. <laughs> uh, I actually think it was Henry Rollins. I think Henry Rollins did a great job. Henry Rollins, his his actual monologue was not wild. It was I was just like, well acted, but good job. It's this. It's the machines. It's killing her. It's killing all of us. And I was like, yeah, Henry, where'd it go, bud? Um, I also would like to point out that, um, there's just a couple parts in the movie where I was just like, "Mm, that wasn't great by Keanu. I think overall he did a good job, but I, like I said, like we've already said that that fucking monologue was insane. (laughs) I don't know what the fuck that was. And also the beginning of the movie with the woman who's just like leaving him and he's just like, well, uh, we got ice. (laughs) I was just like. Oh, that, that's a, that was it started off a little slow. It was, it was weird. I was like, what the She's fuck? like, I'm gonna get some ice. He's like, we got door closed. Ice. I ice. did, I did ice. make a note of that. That they went really with the cliche trope of a uh, half robed woman, attractive woman. Uh, the guy wakes up in yep. bed and there's a, an attractive woman with her. Very, very quintessential uh, 90s action movie trope. Um, and I like that they committed to that bit. And uh, the, honestly, the We Got Ice line made me laugh out loud. So, you know, I thought that was well done. <laughs> I, I'm i going to zag here. So I, I also thought that Henry Rollins was pretty solid in this movie. But I honestly wanted more iced tea. I said that before. I'll say it again. I wanted more iced tea. The cyberpunk thug, like the thi- cyberpunk gangster that he was, like it was just it was just iced tea being iced tea as a cyberpunk. And you know, if you wanted, I loved it. Tea, I thought he was live in best. Chicago. He'd probably sell it at the corner store. So oh, boo. <laughs> boo. <laughs> you're not better than that, but still um, moving on to our next subject. What role in the movie? And Nikki, we'll start with you. Could Nick Cage have taken that would have made this movie better? Um, although I think he did a pretty good job. I think this movie would have been better and they definitely would have given this character more screen time if he took over for Dolph Lundgren and became yes. a street preacher. Yes. 100%, Nick Cage, 100%. With, with that whole outfit, Nick Cage it up. It's no offense to Dolph Lundgren, but like I just, the outfit, what the character was supposed to do, some of his lines, could you just imagine Nick Cage just delivering those? That would be great. I completely agree with you. I know That's not really the what commanding I wrote down. presence of Dolph Lundgren, but has the insanity. Yeah, just like the just like the 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 maniacal like nature and his eyes just like bugging out and shit while he's like stabbing people with his knife cross. Like just I I that's exactly what I wrote down. It's like Nick Cage taking Dolph Lundgren's role, no brainer, easy swap. Tab. I know I just sang his praises. 
But if Nick Cage replaced Henry Rollins in this movie, that is a perfect Nick Cage role. <laughs> the machines. Oh, that's a good one too. You guys, the machines are what's yeah. killing her. It's we got to get this stuff out of your brain. It could save humanity. You have the cure for the virus. Dude, he it would have been so campy Nick Cage mm. cheese as the doctor. God, it would have been so good. He would have nailed that. I don't the Dolph Lundgren role was my initial thought, but then I thought more and more about it and was like, "Oh man, like the doctor who's like kind of manic and freaking out and like you dude, he always like Think, just transport Nick Cage from The Rock into this movie as the Doctor, and he nails it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So by no, that I mean transport Nick Cage from every movie he's ever been in into this movie as the Doctor, and it's. <laughs> I agree. That's uh, that's a good call. That's a good one. I could see him as a like manic Doctor, the neurotic Doctor. I think that's a great call. I think both of those would have been roles that Nick Cage could have jumped right into and really made this movie soar. Um. All right. Our as last you, and final you, topic. As you of the say night. that as if it, it didn't soar on its own merits, but I mean, you're right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, our last topic of the night. Um, Tad, we'll start with you. How many Keanu's on a scale of one to five Keanu's do you give this movie? I give this movie four point one Keanu's on a five point Keanu scale. <laughs> wow. wow! Wow! I did not see that coming, Nikki. How many Keanu's do you give Johnny Mnemonic? I give this one and a half Keanu's. I don't think I, I have seen this movie once and, but it was years ago. So I was like, I remember it being bad, but I don't remember much. So it might be fun. But I was like, this is, this one, there was moments with this movie. I was just like, fuck, this is hard to get through. Um, I think I might need a point of clarification here. This is probably something we should have discussed offline. When I say 4.1 Keanu's, I meant because of how Keanu Reeves this movie is, not because I give it five, like 4.1 stars out of five stars. I'm saying like in terms of how Keanu Reeves is this movie, it's a 4.1. Uh, on a like if we're if we're using the Keanu scale as like uh one out of five, like one to five stars, Coolness, I'm gonna go ahead greatness. and give this 1.2 Keanu's. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I I like where your head is at. Moving forward, we're gonna use that logic in the scaling uh and if a that is the way movie. that of like how how keanu reeves is this movie uh um, oh we're gonna do it in, in the way that tad was the way that tad mentioned it that's I like fine that. if okay, that's right, if that's the case i'll give I like it like if we're that. doing it in the in the sort of fact of like how keanu reeves of a movie is this i give this one like a three three and a half i was gonna say if we're gonna go off of that scale i'm gonna go three and a half as well i think like we're not going too too far keanu like keanu went five keanu's but the movie as a whole uh i think it could really could have gone for it more the premise was there the, the potential was there it just didn't just was missing a little something just missing I, a little this is something. what i will say to this when it comes to a keanu for me when it comes to keanu reeves movie i need a good cast of characters around him and although this was good like like oh my god look at that person i i don't think most people in this movie did a great job and not, uh, not to mention the premise and all the shit, the how ridiculous the movie was. Period. I just mm-hmm. at no point Keanu did I really had understand what was going on, and like I was only high Same. for the second half of the movie. So like you would think that like yeah, that part would be chaotic in my brain. But from the very beginning, I was like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. Yep, and I, I was, was neither I was neither high nor drunk, and I had no idea what was going on. So that tells you what you need to know. Um, all right, well, we are done with Johnny Mnemonic. Tad, tell the listeners what are we going to be watching next week? Next week, 
We are going to watch The Replacements, a movie that is very near and dear to my heart, so near and dear that I watched it twice last week, and I'm excited to watch it again. Uh, I'm going to have a lot of thoughts and feelings and opinions on this movie. It is one of my, I kid you not, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. It is in my top 25 favorite movies of all time. It might crack top 15. I'd really have to sit down and list it out, but The Replacements (laughs) is what we're going to be watching next week, and uh, it's going to be good. It really is great. I think we need a palate cleanser after Johnny Mnemonic. It was a little too heavy. A hey, remind too close uh, to home. the audience who picked that movie. Uh, that would be me. I picked the movie. Uh, Chad and I were having dinner, and we just like one, two, three. Johnny Mnemonic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> some other <laughs> some other movies got thrown out there. We settled on Johnny Mnemonic. I thought it was, I thought it was very, very much a boomer bust movie. I had never seen it. I didn't know much about it. I didn't do any research. I had heard. When about I got it. that text, I was just like, "Okay, this is how we're starting." Huh? <laughs> I, I wanted to I, start off hot. I do want to offer this. While I don't think the movie was very good, I do think that I am better for having watched it. Bingo! And with that, uh, let's plug and let's wrap this up. Uh, Nikki, we'll start with you. Uh, you can follow me at Nikki Palooza, and if you're on TikTok, follow at Valley Ghostbusters. All right, and Tad, tell them where to find you. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Tad Hall underscore. You can follow me on Instagram at Tad dot Hall. That's T A D dot H A L L. Uh, same disclaimer I gave last time we recorded. I deleted all my social media. The accounts are still live, so you can follow them, but there is no posting going on. All right. Well, and with that, uh, I'm Jay Kilas. You can follow me at J underscore Kilas on Instagram and Twitter. Um, again, we'll be taking a break from NBA for a while, but don't forget to subscribe to NBA. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at NBA Pod. Um, all right. Well, this has been Whoa, a Keanu Reeves podcast. We will be back next week with <laughs> The Replacements. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Good night. Listen. You listen to me. You see that city over there? That's where I'm supposed to be. Not down here with the dogs and the garbage and the fucking last month's newspapers blowing back and forth. I've had it with them. I've had it with you. I've had it with all this. I want room service. I want the club sandwich. I want the cold Mexican beer. I want a $10,000 a night hooker.